me on the show today is a very special guest from Pakistan to England and then settling in America. Wajid has lived an interesting and varied life in many fields of endeavor. From a technical background as a field service engineer to stand-up comedian with over 20 years as a union actor doing voiceover, narration commercials, as well as TV and movie roles. He also encompasses over 40 years experience in the field of metaphysics, healing, spirituality, and new age concepts. An avid hiker, he managed to climb to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro in 2006, Africa's highest mountain in Tanzania. He is a humanitarian and environmentalist, always looking for ways to improve life for people, along with a deep love for our planet and all that plants and all the plants and animals who reside upon her back. As a qualified speaker, healer, and teacher, he can demonstrate how to reignite the spiritual flame within us and send it outwards to all, improving not only our personal lives, but those of every life stream that live on our beautiful world. Something he outlines in detail in his number one bestseller on Amazon, The Struggle for World Sanity. Everybody, please give a warm welcome to Wajid Hassan. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Kenny. Good to see you. Good to be on your show. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on, man. How you doing, man? How you doing today? Absolutely good. Uh, how about yourself? I'm, I'm doing good, man. You know, I went out and did a little kayaking trip this morning. I was enjoying nature and, uh, you know, it was good. It was a great start to the day. Uh, so, um, you know, where do you kind of want to start out here? I'd kind of like you to uh, maybe, for the people out there that don't know you, uh, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. And, um, you know, and take it from there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. I was uh, born in Pakistan and uh, my parents moved to England when I was uh, three years old. And I lived in the north of England uh, near Manchester till the age of 10. And then from there, I went to uh, they, my parents moved to London, went to high school in England. Uh, I had my formal education in England Uh eventually um, um, made myself a career in the technical field as a field service engineer, worked for a company in England. Then I moved to the States and uh, lived primarily in Los Angeles for about over 30 years and uh, now currently uh, based in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. So uh, that, that sums it up. So thanks for letting me be on your show and uh, have a good day. <laughs> Is that it? Oh, man. <laughs> So, um, so you, so you reached out to me and did you, did you have a chance to see the UFO alien extraterrestrial video I did? You know, I didn't know. I'd love to see it. Okay. Um, cause you reached out to me and said that you had a personal encounter with extraterrestrials and I want to get into that, but before we get into that a little bit, um, you know, in your bio, you have a very interesting bio, you know, it seems like you've been all over the world. You've experienced a lot of different things. You know, you climbed the highest mountain in Africa. What was that like, man? What was that? You know? Oh, that was just unbelievable climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. It was probably the hardest physical mental feat I've ever done in my life. And, uh, it was just, uh, it was just fascinating. Uh, had a lot of, uh, mystical experiences climbing the mountain, felt very close to to God or the divine as I climbed up the mountain, maybe because I was, I couldn't breathe and because of lack of oxygen, I don't know, but it just, uh, 
had some deep experiences up in the mountain, you know, and the prophets of old and people, they, they all climb, you know, they've all been climbing mountains, getting out in the wilderness and tuning in with themselves. I think it's important for your listeners in this, you know, hustle and bustle of so-called uh, civilization to sometimes just get out into, like you did, you know, into nature. And uh, sometimes it's good to realign yourself with nature and, because we are part of we're all part of nature so um it took five and a half days to get to the top because of the climate wow. uh, adjusting to the altitude and uh about a day and a half to come back down so it was it was absolutely incredible experience um in the book uh, i have a, a link to a youtube um 10 minute youtube slideshow presentation if any of your listeners want to see my journey on the on the on the mountain absolutely uh i think they can just go to youtube and type in uh inner circle kilimanjaro 2006 so uh that's a i think it's a very inspiring video that's a few of the people who went up on the mountain with me uh uh, created so that was Heck yeah i'm gonna have to check that out and then now i'll add that link in the description of the video uh what made you kind of want to get into that though were you just kind of feeling like uh you know overwhelmed with the world and you just kind of needed like a spiritual vacation kind of or well i actually i joined a group of entrepreneurs and business people and uh uh, uh people may have heard of mark victor hansen he he was a co-creator of the chicken soup for the soul series one of the okay, most success yeah. one of the most successful uh um books sold on the planet um so i joined kind of his inner circle so we went on a safari to 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 uh to kenya and then from there climbed mount kilimanjaro and uh, i guess it was a case of um in, you know getting inspired going to different places i also believe that mount kilimanjaro is uh, is a holy mountain um people can go there there's there's a lot of different holy mountains around the world where people can actually go there and charge themselves up, send power out to the world, which, uh, which is really, as you can tell with the state of the world, it is as it is, is really kind of needed at this time. So it was a twofold experience. One, one just collaboration with, with like-minded people. And then, you know, getting, uh, getting in a, in a satisfaction of, of actually uh, getting to the mountain top of Mount Kilimanjaro, which is, you know, Africa's highest uh, freestanding mountain. And uh, the, the continent of Africa is just stunning. So if anybody wants to go on vacation, they should go to Africa. It's a great place to go. I, I would love to go to Africa and I'd love to climb that mountain myself, uh, you know. Um, so your book, uh, The Struggle for World Sanity, you know, it's good to know that I'm not the only one that feels like the world's going kind of insane, you know, and that we've... Uh, you know, seem to gotten getting away from our roots, our um, you know ancestral practices, and things like that. Um, you know, could you talk about your book a little bit, and you know what your thoughts are on the state of the world, and uh, you know what direction you think that we should take. You know, what steps can we be taking to kind of get back on track? In your opinion, yeah, uh, Kenny, I'm totally on the ball with you in regards to your your you know observations of of the status quo of mankind right now um i think that's what prompted me to write the book 
uh, struggle for world sanity last year. And it's very interesting that when it was published in, on Amazon, it it went straight to number one uh, bestseller in the category of uh, spirituality, mysticism, and also on UFOs. So, it, you know, of course, it didn't stay there, but it gave me a good indication that there's a tremendous amount of interest uh, in these subjects, which, uh, again, uh, the mainstream media doesn't really talk about too much. And so, you know, avenues like your show and other shows uh, give people the opportunity to, to understand what's really happening. And you're right. Uh, you know, I mean, look at the world right now. We're, we're going through a terrible pandemic, endless wars, <laughs> an economic uh, system that favors a minority of rich people that are getting, becoming billionaires and a lot of people in slave labor. Um, we've got um, pollution. Uh, we've got political systems around the world that are just at each other's throats. Um, and, and, you know, the list goes on. So the reason I wrote the book was to actually inspire uh, your listeners and let, let you know that, you know, I'm here to let people know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel that uh, as foreseen uh, by the yogi master that I followed, Dr. George King, that things are going to get better in the future. They may get worse before they get better, but um, uh, coming back uh, to my uh, yogi master, Dr. George King, he was a <clears throat> he was an Englishman that I I found in England when I was sixteen. At that time, uh, I was I was being raised as a Muslim. I had a formal Christian education in school, so I had two different philosophies, two different ideologies that I embraced. And then uh, uh, I, I found this this uh, yogi master who was just just blew my mind. And um, he was in his twenties. He was a he was a section leader for the London Fire Brigade during the Nazi blitz uh, over England. And he, you know he was part of search and rescue missions. And to, it really affected him when he picked up bodies of little children. Why all this suffering? And so he went after the war, he got into um, uh, self-realization, he went into yoga practices, not only just Hatha yoga, but breathing exercises, mantra, to, up to eight to ten hours a day on top of his normal job, which was a London cab driver. And he did that for 10 years to, till he reached a certain point where he could raise his consciousness to an extremely high level and achieve that elusive state which people call nirvana or samadhi some people call it cosmic consciousness and it was then uh, when he re received this highly elevated state that he was contacted uh, by the beings who uh, man uh, these uh, ufos or, or, or spacecraft that we see in the skies that is absolutely wild that is that is fantastic so you, you say he's a yogi master and what can you can you tell me what a yogi master is because I'm not a hundred percent certain myself what a yogi master is well a yogi master is very unique uh, in many ways because um, uh, you know um, one book I would recommend is called the autobiography of a yogi uh, it's produced uh, by the self-realization fellowship it was written by by another uh, great um, um, 
master by the name of uh, Paramahansa Yogananda. And in there, he details a, a lot of what the um, yogi masters in India, uh, some of their powers, and um, some of them can like levitate, they can go through walls, they have uh, tremendous healing power. And uh, so they, they, they reach, they achieve, they, they manage they managed to raise that powerful uh, people who maybe have heard of the power of Kundalini yes. uh, within man. So they can achieve full re rise of consciousness of, of the Kundalini and, and have these tremendous powers, you know, e equal to, to, um, you know, like we, we hear about in fantasies of Superman and that kind of stuff. And they're, they're kind of real like Superman in real life. And one thing that, my yogi master could do is um, extremely psychic. He could, he could look at your aura. Of course, you know, we're, we're spiritual beings in physical bodies and we have an aura with psychic senses. He was able to look at auras and look at people's past lives and then predict their, their present and future lives. So he looked, he actually looked at my aura once and validated a, a past life that I had visions of when I was a child. And so on a, on a larger scale, um, a yogi master like that can also project out of his body, uh, in, in his astral body. And, you know, most of your listeners are probably open-minded enough to know that this planet is not just a piece of rock. It's a, it's a beautiful living, breathing, living goddess. And she also has an aura and he was able to project and read uh, the aura of the planet, which in some Eastern uh, terminology has been referred to as the Akashic records. And he could read in full fourth dimensional color sequence, the complete history of the human race. So coming back to what you said, you know, the status quo right now, your listeners are probably wanted to want to know, you know, why are we in the position that we are in? And so, um, Dr. King was able to see without any archaeology or without the cover-up that the historians have put on uh, in, in regards to the true history of mankind. And he, he, he published a book in, in, in the early 1960s called The Nine Freedoms, which I think you can also get on Amazon. And in there, he put down the, the complete true history of mankind, which again, your listeners have probably never heard of, but we have actually been on this planet for the last 18 million years and 18. And I'll, I'll briefly, I'll quickly go through the true history of mankind. And if you have any questions, feel free to interrupt and ask me. Um, but 18 million years ago, Dr. King said that we were, we actually inhabited another planet in, uh, in, in the solar system by the name of Maldek. Now, Maldek was in orbit between uh, Jupiter and Mars, and he said it was a green, prosperous world. He says highly technical. He's much more scientifically technically than we are now. And he said that robots took care of all the menial tasks on, on Maldek. The people um, could control the weather. They had an abundance of food. And basically, we were living in utopia. And, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, the Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and the fall. Um, I mean, that's just a fairy story, but in reality, they were probably probably referring to the fall of Maldek because what happened is that the, a number of scientists on Maldek in their lust for greed and power created an, uh, an atomic bomb, 
which was 10,000 mile, 10,000 times more powerful than the bomb that saw, that was created on Earth, and they completely destroyed the planet Maldek. And all that's left of our home planet Maldek is now the asteroid belt. So we, again, this is a revelation that totally blew my mind, but we are all actually ext extraterrestrials. We're not from Earth. Our home planet was Maldek. That, my mind is just blown that because... I have heard that before. I've heard of Maldek. I've heard that our asteroid belt is, you know, remnants of a planet, um, that another planet that was in our solar system. And you mentioned the Bible and you talk about the Bible and as an artifact that's uh, analyzed by many as a, you know, a literal historical uh, line of events. You know, and I, I think the Bible's a lot of symbology. Uh, that's my personal belief with it. And, you know, in Genesis 6, when they talk about the Genesis 6 giants coming down, uh, you know, I, I honestly believe that somehow ties into um, kind of what you're saying with the planet of Maldek. And also, you know, I mean, I've heard of them crashing on the moon and that, you know, then coming coming here. You know, there's a lot of uh, uh, beliefs and I don't want to call them conspiracy theories, really, but, you know. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of cases to be made for these events that are that we hear about in uh, our historical artifacts like the Bible and um, you know uh, hieroglyphics in the pyramids things like that. But I find that so interesting, you know that that you that you think that you mentioned that that we're from a different planet altogether that we really are all extraterrestrials here. And I totally believe that, you know, our history has absolutely been altered and that we don't truly know our true history, you know? Well, what the, uh, you know, what the metaphysician or the yogi says today, the scientist generally finds out two, three hundred years later. And these are not, these are not theories. These are actual events that actually, you know, that the, the, my master physically saw. And, you know, one thing uh, in the early 50s and 60s, when he, when he came up and spoke to the public, he said that he made a solemn vow before his creator that he, that he would always speak the truth because he said that if you, if you want to seek the truth, you have to speak the truth. And it made in, in the fifties and sixties, it made him very, very unpopular when he was saying these things like about extraterrestrials and about Maldek. Um, people now, I think there's a change of consciousness. People are, are more open-minded now in, in the light of, you know, scientific knowledge. Absolutely. Uh, um, that, uh, that these, that these, that this is a possibility and even scientists are concurring that yes, that the asteroid belt was a planet that was actually exploding millions of years ago. Now, coming back to the explosion of Maldek, um, you know, as you, as you know, uh, when we die, we don't just disappear. There's there's other realms of existences that we that we go upon. I'm a firm believer in reincarnation and. Um, and the beings that contacted Dr. King uh, want reincarnation to be reintroduced back in, into terrestrial uh, education. But the, so we were all released on these different etheric, etheric planes. And so uh, we had to reincarnate on another planet in order to continue our ex reincarnation experience cycle uh, in order to evolve. And so the planet Earth was approached by the higher beings and she agreed on taking a, a tremendous amount of limitation and allowed the us who were 
radionic mutants to to come uh, and, and incarnate upon planet Earth. And uh, at that time, uh, Dr. King said there was another race that was on Earth at that time by the name of Adamic Man. And he kind of cared for these, for, for us, for um, a number of thousands of years. So we got to the point where we could stand our own, on our own two feet. And after a million years or so, the, uh, the civilization of Lemuria uh, rose and again, Lemuria was much more scientifically and culturally advanced than we were. And Lemuria went down in an atomic war. And then thousands of years later, another civilization by the name of Atlantis uh, arose. And again, you know, that the disease struck, uh, the, this lust for power and greed. And Dr. Uh, Dr. King said that there was two warring factions on Atlantis. One created a, a controllable atomic ray called Indra's dart and another created a, a an atomic bomb called the Brahma weapon or the weapon of God and down went Atlantis and uh, some of the ancient um, uh, Hindu scripts the the Upanishads and the you know the um, talk about you know uh, Vimanas or flying aircraft they talk about you know, beams of energy thrown at each other. And so they're probably referring to the wars that occurred on Atlantis and, and the earth flipped on her axis and down fell the, the uh, civilization of Atlantis under the water. Now coming to modern times, you know, just after World War One and Two, which was the, one of those most terrible purges of humanity we've ever seen on this planet, what do we do again for the fourth time? We unleash the atom and, and they started exploding atom and hydrogen bombs. And it was known by the cosmic forces, or we, we refer to them as cosmic masters, that the planet Earth was due to die because of this terrible release of atomic radiation, which was choking the planet and was ready to destroy mankind again. So it was very interesting that in the 50s and 60s, there was a tremendous amount of flying saucer uh, sightings in the skies. And because the whole solar system was, was, was concerned about what was happening. And it was then that my master, Dr. George King, was actually contacted by these beings. And one of the things they talked about was the danger again of exploding hydrogen bombs. And if it wasn't for their scientific intervention, they actually absorbed a lot of the radiation that was released from these explosions. I think America exploded over a thousand and Russia exploded similar over a thousand. And uh, if it wasn't for their intervention, I wouldn't be speaking to you at this time. So um, we, we would be in some kind of barren radioactive holocaust. So, um, so, so are you saying that... Um, World War II, when we unleashed an atom bomb, the extraterrestrials actually came and they actually kind of contained it a little bit to keep from the entire planet being destroyed. Exactly. So they saved oh. the planet and they saved humanity. And so it, it goes to show me that these people are not only scientifically advanced, but they're also, you know, millions of years ahead of us, but they're also uh, thousands, if not hundreds, if not millions of years ahead of us spiritually. So these are benign beings. They're not evil, abduction, conspiracy, things that we hear about, but they actually have observed us for the last 18 million years. And, uh, and 
and Dr. King received, he went into this deep somatic trance over 600 times and received over 600 transmissions uh, from the space beings uh, ab about things like the, uh, you know, the dangers of the hydrogen bomb, the need for uh, to reintroduce reincarnation and many, many other things. So um, again, I'm not here to convert any of your listeners or, or no, absolutely um, not. No, you know, we're um, just a conversation. I, 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 the reason I'm here is to express my ideology and it's up to your listeners to do what I did was do my research and uh, make my own decision uh, based on my own intuition. And so if people want to hear more about Dr. King and his organization, they can, they can go to uh, the, the website, ethereus.org, A-E-T-H-E, rius.org and so um that's where we are right now we're uh, we're in a position where uh we can now uh create another atomic war which we did you know three times already or as the cosmic masters have said we need to change now uh, because i believe right now that this is the beginning of the end of mankind as we know it uh, in a in a very positive way, not a negative way. That's so interesting. Um, so I, was, I have like a million things, I, places I kind of want to go with that, uh, you know, because it definitely seems like, you know, we're reaching a, a bottleneck um, with events. And at least from my perspective, it definitely seems like there is a massive uh, exit the matrix awakening going on. I mean, there just seems to be like a massive, uh, you know, need for truth and an awareness that there's, you know, whatever group behind the curtain, behind the veil, you know, pulling the strings. It seems like people are seeing that people are exposed to that. And, you know, we talk about UFOs and it seems like there's a lot more UFO activity, um, you know, in the skies and, you know, the question I would like to ask you, and maybe a lot of the listeners are wondering is, is alien disclosure or how close are we to extraterrestrial disclosure? Will it ever happen? You know, or are we just going to find out on an individual level slowly? Well, um, you know, what you said kind of gave me goosebumps because you're so on the ball uh with with what's going on um Thank so you. i respect I, I, respe I, I totally respect you for that because um it's true there is a, a there is a, a awakening a spiritual renaissance is occurring and the question is why is this occurring well there's two there's two factors behind it first of all astrologically speaking the way the planets are aligned we're now in what's called the aquarian age we were moving from the Piscean age to the Aquarian age and the Aquarian age is actually demanding a cooperation service, love. Uh, it's demanding that we all come together now as a race. And so that's one aspect. Another aspect, which your listeners may not be aware is that on July the 8th, 1964, the, the cosmic beings got together uh, around planet earth and they, they put a, a tremendous amount of spiritual energy in her, um, which is which is now held in a state of suspension uh, in order that she can eventually rise in the heavens and go back to the evolutionary uh, cycle of the goddess that she is. And so she had a choice at that time to actually release all these energies, which were, which were 
have been beneficial for her, but would have totally destroyed mankind. So instead, in compassion, she's slowly releasing these energies uh, every year. And so what's happening now because of that is uh, the, the vibrations uh, of the, the spiritual vibrations have now been increased. And so what the cosmic masters are saying is that uh, in order for us to stay on this planet, uh, we have to raise our vibrations. We have to go back uh, to, like you said, back to that natural, uh, you know, uh, back to the spiritual natural laws, not the religious laws, but the spiritual natural laws that we, that we regress from. And so, um, you know, as far as disclosure is concerned, uh, disclosure is, was, was given uh, in 1954 when the cosmic masters uh, actually contacted our master and and had these uh, he was actually on the bbc in the 1950s and he actually took a transmission uh, in front of millions of uh, people listening and watching uh with uh, an actual uh you know cosmic master speaking through him uh he would he would raise his conscious mind and be tuned into a beam of of uh, mental energy impulse that was being radiated from the these higher beings, and it would and he would then translate it through his larynx. In, and being an Englishman, it would come out in English. So, as far as disclosure is concerned, they have said that they were, you know, in my book, there's there's a there's a quote from a cosmic master. They said that flying saucers are real. Flying saucers are friendly. Your government knows this. So, the governments of the world know of the existence of the cosmic masters. Um, they, they've even said that they've contacted the Vatican and they've been rebuffed because, I don't know, there's, there seems to be this red tape to, to, to say, you know, to, 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 to kind of brainwash the people that they, they don't exist. So now what they're doing through Dr. King and other agencies, they're, they're, they're coming to us, you, me, and the common person. And so their message is now for everybody to hear. And um, so they're here. They've never left. They've been around for millions of years. And like you say, there's been an increase as well. So they're not going away. This, you know, I remember there was a, there was a, a quote on Time magazine a few years ago, and, and the headline of the front cover was, uh, are we alone in the universe? I mean, talk about insult to our intelligence. You know, how dare the media even, or even or NASA dare tell us that there is no life on other planets? You know, I think we're, 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 we're wising up, you know, we're not For the sure. pawns that we used to be. Right? For sure. And you know, when you say, you, you talk about articles in the media and things like that, even NASA, okay, like I have a I I have a thing with NASA because uh, you know it was started by a bunch of Nazis from Germany. I mean, they came over here and they started NASA with their rocket ship program. And you know, I personally, you know, I have a hard time believing that we even landed on the moon. That they actually sent somebody to the moon. You know, there's a lot of uh, you know, I don't know, you know, but how can we trust NASA? And you know, how can we trust the news to Give us the truth. We can't, you know. So, like you said, uh, you know, by by focusing inward and unlocking our kundalini, raising our vibration, we're able to channel um, the message and the truth from the higher beings. Is, is that is that what you're saying? Is 
you know yeah what they what they're saying is it's time to raise our consciousness and and send and send the light out uh in order to raise the vibrations of this earth uh you know in a peaceful way because wars you know dropping bombs and hatred have not have, have just caused more dropping bombs and hatred and yeah. it's time it's time for the you know uh it's mm -hmm. time for us to change now coming back to nasa i mean i i, I believe that they they did that they did go to the moon but it talk about insults to intelligence the astronauts that were on these apollo missions again trained military uh intelligent guys you know talking about uh, ufos following them on the way to the moon ufos hovering over the moon and all that was discredited and even on cnn a few years ago there was um, uh, some retired military generals uh, talked about uh, ufos coming to a, a nuclear facility in colorado and sending beams of pink energy into the nuclear warheads and and wow. neutralizing them wow. and you so you'd think <clears throat> with a, a story like that that the whole world would be in shock and want to know more about it and the next thing you know the media says oh beyonce is coming without with a new record and everybody you know following beyonce with a new record nothing against beyonce but you know what's the you know we have these weapons of mass distraction that are suppressing the truth and now i think it's important that the truth be told now coming back to you know this 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 rubbish about there's no life on other planets um i, I agree with the scientists that uh the places like mars and venus and saturn and jupiter uh, probably if would not probably hold life on the physical plane but as you know even on this earth the hindu and buddhist uh you know philosophies talk about different realms of existence and dr king said on planet earth he said there's four realms below us called the low astral realms and there's six levels above us called the higher mental planes and he said when we die we go through to these levels and come back now how many of us actually know of the existence of these not many of us unless we're very psychic and we can tune in as a medium to some people who have departed to these levels but generally most people are totally unaware of these invisible realms but they exist on a different vibrational sequence and like i say a yogi master like my master visited all these realms and it, it's also true with the with the with the high realms on the other planets now he wrote a book uh called you are responsible where he talked about going to the projecting to the moon and to mars and venus and conversing with advanced civilizations on mars and venus now they don't they don't uh, live on the physical realms of Mars and Venus. They live probably on level four or five on the higher, higher planes of existence. And he said, you could, you could actually go to Mars and live there for 200 years and not even know that an advanced civilization uh, is there un unless they wanted to reveal themselves. So places like saturn jupiter and all the all the planets in the solar system are inhabited by advanced civilizations and the, the fact that we can't see them doesn't mean they're not there it's just like we can't see electricity but we know what electricity does and it's the same with you know i mean quantum physics now in their calculations have talked about parallel universes other dimensions so science is slowly opening up to the fact 
that uh, that there are higher beings on different on different existences which we can't physically see so um like uh, we're, we're currently we live in the three dimension i mean we're three-dimensional uh human beings um and that makes perfect sense that there could be you know a a next density being that you know we just can't physically see you know we experience things on this planet like ghosts and and the paranormal activity and things like that you know so that makes total sense that there could be you know life on on like you said venus mercury all the planets in our solar system and that we just don't see them but that that brought me to the question about i want to ask you about mars and kind of what you make of you know the race to get to mars um, you know, Elon Musk is, is racing to get to Mars. Uh, is that just all purely just for science or is there something else behind that? Um, that I think, that- I think it's, I think it's futile. I think it's ignorant. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's a cover up. Uh, you know, looking for life on Mars. Why are you looking for life on Mars when it's already been disclosed that there is life on Mars, not on the physical realm? And why, why isn't science, why are the governments of the world not taking care of the planet? What about the pollution problem? What about the homeless? What about the people starving? You know, how about we take care of ourselves first before we delve into space? You know, why, why sit on a deserted desert, a red deserted desert for what? You know, um, it's, it, I, I think it's totally futile. And, you know, Dr. King mentioned uh, that he said that he said one of the most incredible, the the, mo- the most sophisticated spacecraft that's ever been developed uh, is is our astral body, and he said if we go within and and raise our consciousness, we can project from our body and we can visit Mars and Venus and like he did and Saturn and Jupiter without using any spacecraft any you know you, you without using without breaking uh the you know holes in the in the ionosphere uh you know causing damage with these rockets and so you know he said why go outwards when you can go within and find all that truth uh, by projecting directly uh, uh you know uh with with these astral bodies uh, with our natural bodies that we have so we're kind of going going the wrong way instead of going to outer space we need to go to inner space and raise ourselves and then from there we can project and go to outer space i love that i've heard of astral projection before you know where you it's it's literally an out-of-body experience that you can go pretty much anywhere you want to go, we, you know. You know, do you- we do that. We do that uh, every time we go to sleep. Part of our consciousness actually projects to different realms, uh, but we're just not aware of it. So, a is that what dreams life, are? Then is that is, yeah, we no? just yeah we project okay. to these we project to different realms at night. Some 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 not too bad, not too nice realms depends on our vibration, but yeah, that's what we do in our sleep. Um, but positive astral projection is where you can consciously project and come back and know completely exactly what you did, where you went. And, uh, you know, that's what we need to be doing instead of, uh, sure. you know, going out into space and, and you can, with the astral body, you can project to, uh, you know, to Venus in a blink of an eye, you know, because they, it's, it's been said that the, 
the, the speed of thought in the human body is about 600 miles an hour, but the speed of thought, which we use with our astral body, has been calculated to be 4 million times uh, faster than the speed of light. So um, Crazy. That's, how, that's how these yogi masters travel. And with the with the uh, the flying saucers that they use, Dr. King says they have an organic kind of metal that's susceptible to thought. And so when they're in their flying saucers, they actually tune in to the propulsion 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 system with their thought. So they they control these uh, crystals that are on these spacecraft. So he, you know, on the BBC, they asked him, uh, "How long does it take a?" Um, a spacecraft to travel, a UFO to travel from Venus to Earth. And he said, if they were pushed, maybe two and a half seconds. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's nuts. That, uh, that is nuts. <laughs> so, you know, is that something that only they could do? Or is that something that we can do if we achieve, you know? Uh, well, the thing, the thing is, Kenny, at one time, uh, when we were on Maldek and Lemuria and Atlantis, we, we were, we were high, we were very advanced beings and we could project. We, we had, we had a, a spacecraft. We had, we had our own spacecraft that could go out to the other planets. And so we, we were at one time, but we've regressed so much. We we've lost, first of all, we've lost sight of our psychic abilities. We've lost sight of astral projection we lost sight of uh, many of the advanced scientific uh, developments that we had that we had on these higher civilizations. So we've regressed. And so what the cosmic masses are saying in these days of change, the, the great change that's occurring on planet Earth, is they're asking us to raise our bright vibrations and join them because at one time we were we had connection with the cosmic masters directly. Um, Dr. King said we had direct contact with the beings on Mars and Venus that inhabit the higher planes of existence. So, um, you know, so it's time for us to raise and go back to what we were because we, at one time we were very advanced. You speak of, uh, you say regressed and, uh, you know, this is, might sound a little crazy, but, you know, I think that was done, you know, because in the Bible, you know, you, you talk about Garden of Eden and the snake in the garden. And I personally believe, you know, there's extraterrestrials that are, you know, not our friends. Uh, you know, everybody, you know, here's, has heard the word reptilians. But, you know, I feel like they've been given permission over this realm uh, to kind of keep us trapped here. And they suppress our psychic powers, our, our inner strength and lie and made us believe that our truth is a lie. Uh, you know, we, we see, you know, manipulation with the air, the water, the food, everything. I mean, all these things, you know, are suppressing our true abilities, I believe, you know, which brings me to the question. You talked about reincarnation a little bit. How does that tie in with, um, you know, the age of Aquarius and, um, elevating our souls, I guess, you know, how does that tie in with that? And is this, does that come to an end, you know, because we see negative karmic cycles that are easy to get trapped into. And could you talk about that a little bit? What are your thoughts on, on that? Well, you know, it's really interesting that recently um, uh, Christian scholars have come, have come up 
and, and based on their research, they're saying that actually that reincarnation was actually taught in the Christian religion uh, hundreds of years ago. And they, and they actually stopped teaching reincarnation and bought this one life uh, rubbish so that they could control the masses. And so uh, what the cosmic masses are saying that uh, uh, reincarnation, first of all, is a fact. And your listeners can do their research on reincarnation. It's not a theory. Um, the reason why they want to push reincarnation is that, first of all, you know, people will think twice if they um, if they went to war thinking that they're going to kill either their brother or sister or mother or, you know, a father from a from a last previous life, and so they want to let mankind know that we're all one race, and we and we come in different different uh, religions, different bodies, different races in order to learn certain experiences. But uh, the you know it it will diminish this aspect of racial prejudice. You you won't be proud to be born in this race because you know you're part of all races that you're only in this race for one particular life. And if, if you're a, a black man, you could come back as a white man in, in another life. If, if you were Japanese, you could come back as an African in another life. And so um, reincarnation also explains the inequality. You know, uh, I mean, people talk about, well, you know, if there was a loving God, why this inequality? Well, the inequality has been created by us. It's not, it's not by, by God. So, you know, why is it that somebody's born blind or deformed or crippled? Why is it somebody can play the piano when they're three or have an IQ of a professor when they're 12? I mean, these are, these are just brought, uh, experiences brought from previous lives. So if the law of karma, as you said, is opposite and equal and balanced, then, then we deserve everything that we, the, the position that we're in is exactly what we deserve. And so it's, you know, not only on Maldek, but the last 18 million years, we've been on and off this planet, reincarnating, going to, going to different other, our, you know, higher or lower realms when we die, learning experience from there and coming back. And what Dr. King said is, we're not here to suffer. Uh, all this suffering is has been created by us. And um, he said, one of he says the only reason we're here is actually to raise our vibrations. Uh, to the point where we learn all the lessons that we need to learn by living on planet earth. And then from there, we, we ascend and go to different higher realms of existence where maybe the cosmic masters live. And so this evolutionary cycle is actually explained very well in, in his book, The Nine Freedoms. And it goes beyond nirvana and, you know, cosmic consciousness. So that's the main aspect of, of why reincarnation needs to come back because you know, this division right now we have between the races and religion, it's all ignorance. It's all based on ignorance. And if people realize that they, they how can they be proud under one flag when they know that they may not be, they may be under another flag in the next life. So, you know, 60, 70 years on this one physical plane is just a tiny aspect of our whole existence. I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, you hit the nail on the head with that one <laughs> for sure. Um, you know, and speaking of reincarnation, I listened to a video, uh, I think it was yesterday, this lady, she recorded a conversation with her six-year-old son and it blew my mind, you know, because he was talking about 
uh, third eye mantras. And he was saying, you know, if we can, if we could all awaken our third eye, and if there was, you know, an instrument that had this mantra that would awaken our third eye, we could create an energy field around the earth. And he's just going on and on and on. I'm just like, holy smokes, you know, and that definitely came from somewhere like no normal six-year-old just starts talking about, you know, uh, third eye energy and, and all that. So that's just mind blowing to me. I love it. I absolutely yeah, love it. Um, a lot of children, uh, I know as a child, I had recollection of a past life. And when you're very young, you have, and then we move on. And in, in mercy, in a way, it's good not to know our past lives because I, I don't, I won't want to know that I was a mass murderer in a past life or something like that. I couldn't live right. with it. I have enough, I have enough on my plate on this life. So um, eventually when you advance, uh, when you reach high states of, of uh, cosmic consciousness, you will remember your past lives, but right now it's better just to focus uh, on this one life. Um, and, and you're right, there's so many examples that people can research uh, uh, on on reincarnation. Right. There's just there's thousands of examples that that, that just pretty much prove hundred percent that reincarnation is real, and it will dispel all this ignorance of you know, like you said, uh, you know, the cosmic masters they address us as terrestrial mans. They don't say you Americans or you Chinese or you you know Africans. They call us terrestrial man. And till we get to that realization that we are one race, uh, just experiencing different ex cycles, um, till we get to that point, we're just going to continue this this madness that's occurring right now. I, I, I totally agree. And, you know, it seems like um, from my perspective, you know, that especially like 2020, uh, you know, the tactics – for divide and conquer are just like Terrible. turn Terrible. way up. I mean, everything that came on the news, everything you heard about was a divide and conquer tactic. And it might've worked to some certain extent, but I think a lot of people are seeing through those tactics, yes. you know, and I think there is that awakening going on. It feels like we're reaching that bottleneck, you know, and I, I'm feeling good about this year. I don't know about you, uh, you know, but this year's feeling good. And the age of Aquarius, like you said, every year unleashes a little bit more, a little bit more. So what do you think is ahead for us in the next, you know, couple of years? Is there, is it just going to keep getting stronger and stronger and like until it's unstoppable, the awakening, or is it going to be a lot slower process? You know, is it? Um, I would look at it more within the next thousand years. I don't think the next couple of years are going to see, any major significant change. I, I think things may get worse before they get better. Um, now, again, you know, why this urgency for man to rise at this time? Uh, again, there's, uh, there's another factor that hasn't been explained. Um, and, you know, I talked about the raising of the vibrations of the mother earth. Um, that has got nothing, you know, carbon emissions and pollution is just a small aspect of that. It was predicted by the cosmic beings that the climate would change, that the ice caps would melt, because part of this raising of the vibration is that the ionosphere, which was put up after the destruction of Lemuria and Atlantis, it tended to cut off, cut man off from inspiration. That's gradually been taken down. So the ultraviolet rays, coming coming through now are actually raising the 
the temperature of, of, of Mother Earth, which is actually beneficial for her. But the ice caps are melting. There will be flooding to, to certain countries. And um, um, so these, these, this climate change, again, has not been addressed by the mainstream media as a rise of consciousness of the Mother Earth. And so, of course, you know, pollution is disgusting as it is. But if the masses were told, again, the indigenous tribes like the American Indians, the Aborigines, the Af African indigenous tribes, South American indigenous, they know that this planet is a real being. And, and so, again, if, if, uh, if people on this earth realize that we live on this most sacred holy being, they would think twice about raping her for the resources that we have done for millions of years and also polluting her. You know, it's, it's a, I think it's a cosmic crime uh, that we that we're committing when we're polluting this bot this this beautiful planet that that sustains us with life, and so um, why why this why this urgency? Okay, um, the cosmic masters have said that that if mankind does not raise his vibrations in collaboration with the Mother Earth, uh, he he will after death. Uh, be reborn on another planet. This planet has been, it's called planet X by the scientists. They know it's there. It's on the other side of the solar system from the earth. So we can't see it, but they know it's there based on their calculations with the pull of uh, Uranus and Neptune, that there is a planet. They, they, they've estimated it to be about 10 times the size of earth. And the cosmic masters have said that those who don't raise their vibrations in mercy, because they won't be able to handle the vibrate these spiritual vibrations in the coming new age, uh, will be taken through death and start the reincarnation cycle on this planet. So, like you, like I said, this is the end of the beginning of, of the beginning of the end of mankind as we as we know it in a in a in a very positive sense. So, um, for those now that again, are willing to raise their vibration and and see the truth, you know, and I and the truth is that that's. That is a, uh, you know, that's a, a topic that, you know, like what is truth, um, you know, but I want to take a step back. You talk about Atlantis and the, the uh, global warming and the melting of the ice caps. I believe that Atlantis is under uh, Antarctica. You know, that's, that's a, a firm belief of mine that that's where it's at. Do you follow that same belief? And do you think that with the ice caps melting, um, that there's secrets that will be revealed that, you know, the elite group doesn't want us to know about. Um, I'm not, I haven't done research on Atlantis. Uh, um, my understanding was it went under the Atlantic Ocean, but I, I don't know. But there's already proof of advanced civilizations uh, based on, again, you know, um, people, people finding like transistors, capacitors, in rocks that are, you know, hundreds of thousands of years old. Sure. So, you know, um, where did those come from? You know, so there's there's still a plenty of evidence of, of advanced life uh, around the world. With an access flip, you know, everything goes underwater or it goes upside down. So, um, you know, regardless, I mean, things things uh, things are hidden, but there's there's plenty of evidence that we, we did belong to a higher civilization and, and uh, 
there's a lot there's a lot of things you can research that shows that proves that you know we had highly advanced technology at one time awesome I, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, we're about an hour here. Is there anything that you would like to add in or throw into, uh, into the episode that you want to tie in with? Well, um, uh, you know, I think not only is the conditions on this planet, uh, you know, with the endless wars, I, I also believe there's an invisible war going on right now between the forces of darkness and the forces of light, um, the beings that are in these lower astral realms, these demonic beings, I think they're, they're, you talk about the reptile people or the abductions and all that. I think it's more the demonic beings on these lower astral realms that are creating that, not so much the, the cosmic masters. And um, Dr. King mentioned in the early 70s, he said that there's only one energy crisis on this planet, and that's a spiritual energy crisis. He says, if you solve this crisis, then all of the crises in your personal life or even between countries will automatically be resolved. So that's the crisis right now. We need to start sending out the light to help trans transmute, uplift, and heal uh, the mind belt. You know, we talk about pollution. What about the pollution of hatred and jealousy and greed that's uh, polluting the, the mind belt of this earth? So we 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 en masse need to raise and send out the light. Um, if people don't know how to send this spiritual energy, which is real, um, they you know, all they have to do is you can just go in front in front of the mirror, raise your hands, and send a white light from the palm, from the psychic senses. Uh, and and from the heart center and and and, you, and the energy will be reflected and you can feel a tingling around the aura around the really? finger. So yeah, it's 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 just the same as electricity, but on a higher frequency level, it's just as real. And so um, I, I belong to a group of people. We we, we send out this energy. We do it fr freely every day online. So if people don't know how to send out the light. They can go to the website 12blessings.org, that 12 being a number, numerical number, 12blessings.org, and uh, tune in with people from 50 plus countries, and we try to send that energy out. And um, that's what that's what we're asked to do. Uh, the Cosmic Masters are, are still around here. They're, they're beaming these energies down to us. We just have to think of it. And they and they just basically want us to rise and, and be part of this new age that's been prophesized. And Dr. King in deep meditation saw this new age where in the years to come, within the next 1,000 years, there's going to be no wars, no economic system, uh, no countries, and we we will be living in peace and harmony that has it's not a case of might it is coming to this planet and it's up to us every one of us uh to to be part of it or go to the other planet and relive the uh the horrors of of our bloody history so that's really the essence of of my message today i love it i i love it thank you so much for coming on to the show man it was it was an absolute honor and a pleasure to have you on today and um and so people can find your book on amazon um there's i have 12blessings.org are there any other links that you would like the audience to know about or uh they can go to ethereus.org a-e-t-h-e-r-i-u-s okay. um if they want to contact me uh they i have a i have a 
I have a personal email. It's called Wajid for the for the number four GK at gmail.com. Wajid for GK at gmail.com. So they can contact me personally if they want, if they have more questions. Excellent. All right. All right. Hey, well, thank you very much again for coming on the show. This is Conversations with Ken.